May we have your attention, please? When I set the context for the first episode of this series, celebrating the 25th anniversary of SMIS, the industry's safety intelligence management system, I talked about the importance of good data. We can only deliver the information you need to make sound, evidence-based decisions with good quality data. So I make no bones about looking at the subject again. In this episode, I'm delighted to be talking to Shona Vass, one of our senior safety intelligence analysts at RSSB, about the quality of data that goes into SMIS. Shona, welcome to the RSSB podcast. Please, would you introduce yourself and tell us how you came to your current position in the railway? Thanks, Ant. As you said, my name is Shona Vass and I'm a senior intelligence analyst. I was first introduced into rail in 2002. So I worked on the assurance and safety team for Network Rail. This is where I learnt a lot about accident investigation and training. I then moved into RSSB in 2004 to help work on the form inquiries team to investigate the after nerve level crossing accident. And this gave me a good understanding of how learning from operational experience is fundamental to improving safety. So as part of my current role, I manage the data quality program for the safety management intelligence system, commonly known as SMIS. And through this role, I meet with our members to discuss their needs around data quality to make sure there's a continuous improvement in the data held in the system. Shona, thank you and welcome. I've set the scene. We're going to talk about data quality. So what is it and why is it so important for SMIS? Quality data is key to making accurate, informed risk-based decisions. Whilst data can have a varying level of quality, there may be many factors that determine the degree of data quality, so whether it's high or low. So different data quality characteristics are likely to be more important to different people across any organization. So it really depends on what they're using the data for and whether it's fit for purpose and whether it's going to meet the needs of the concerns that it's trying to address. It's important for SMIS because it's the main source of safety event data for Great Britain's railways. So with around 70,000 records entered into the system each year, its strength is that it pulls information from many different operators that make up the network. RSSB manages the system on behalf of the industry, but the events are entered by the staff across 48 different companies. And as mentioned in previous SMIS podcast. It's a national reporting system, so with a broad scope of events being captured, it's vital that the data is accurate, consistent, and as complete as it can be, as well as timely. So we've learned from experience that quality can vary by data set. For example, it is important to know every detail of every signal past the danger, but we can accept that many trespass incidents will not be seen, let alone reported. But we can learn a lot about trends and hotspots from those that are, and use the information to target mitigation measures to improve safety and reduce harm. So thank you, Shona. You've just said that data quality can vary and that can be okay. Could you go into a bit more detail about how you measure data quality? There are different ways of measuring data quality, and by having a measure, it really helps to provide assurance on the data, and that means that it can be used for evidence-based decision-making, and we can also track any progress made over time. So RSSB use analysis and automated tools to identify issues in the data, and we have industry-agreed data improvement reports to help industry identify data issues. We also issue a scorecard to help measure progress over time. 
So as well as the automated checks that ensure the fundamental elements are recorded in any event, there's also manual checking that we do. This targeted checking also helps identify where guidance is needed or perhaps isn't being followed as well. Thank you, Shanna. You've just said that there is an agreed data improvement report that identifies issues and measures against the scorecard. Could you tell us how have you and how do you involve industry in improving data quality? So as mentioned in the previous SMIS podcast episodes, we have a SMIS user group and a SMIS advisory group, and we, we use these groups to bounce ideas off and raise any issues that may arise around data quality. And speaking to the people that report the data, we can find out what is sensible and achievable to measure and capture and report on around data quality. We meet with members to discuss barriers and to raise awareness at industry groups to make sure that industry are aware of the issues and help support data quality. That can be with them supporting with guidance, definitions and industry standards. By involving the SMIS users, we can ensure that the measures are sensible and fair, but also provide a good amount of rigor to make sure that the data is of best quality for each data set and it's in a proportionate way as well. RSSB give companies an end-of-year rating, and this is a standard of gold, silver, bronze, or requires improvement. We also issue certificates to recognise their achievement, and we share this information and any supporting narrative with industry leaders, including representatives from the regulator, to provide transparency of the data quality for the information in SMIS. Thank you, Shona. The underlying topic that we're talking about here is risk management. And you've just mentioned the regulator, the Office of Rail and Road. It has its own risk management maturity model, or RM3. That happens to have five levels. And while it looks for continual improvement for companies, it also recognises that not every company is going to be able or even needs to reach the top level. So two questions that relate in the same way. Is the data quality improvement process a continuous one? And when is data considered good enough? The data quality program, like any other program, it should continuously adapt and challenge the data. And this includes understanding and evolving railways. So if any changes to the requirements and measures are needed, then we do this when it's adequate to do so. RSSB consult with experts and people reporting the data to make sure what we're suggesting is sensible and achievable to capture and report, ensure the data is of good quality and be transparent when it's not and explain any limitations. We take a proportionate approach when setting requirements, so the cost of collating the data must be justified by the value it provides. There's always more we can do with the data and usually it's the quality that prevents us. Therefore, we might target specific areas such as train fault reporting to improve industry understanding. And then ultimately, we get better data to target safety improvement. So data quality can stop you from delivering some of the good safety intelligence that you'd like to. But as anybody knows who's worked with big data sets, the data that you need isn't always available. So how do you measure data that's not present or is underreported? RSSB continuously monitor the data and ask questions when a trend is improving or worsening. The leading health and safety on Great Britain's railways risk groups have a vital role in monitoring their risk areas and to question the numbers and find out what's going on behind the trends. The groups also ensure that any new or emerging risks are identified and added to the scope of reporting. For an example, we saw this with faults and failures of software and technology that didn't exist a few years ago. 
So at RSSB, we take underreporting very seriously and we'll raise concerns with the organisations involved. Any action plans are put in place until this deficit is recovered. There are also checks that we we do against the standard for individual companies, look at the scope of reporting requirements against any regulatory reporting, and we discuss with them at any biannual meetings. RSSB also compare similar companies to see where data is potentially missing, and that can range from a genuine trend where improvement measures have been introduced to, to reduce overall harm and safety, or it can sometimes identify a gap in knowledge about the reporting requirements. Thank you, Shanna. Uh, any continual improvement program can be seen as a change program, and we know that successful change needs good leadership. So how can leaders get involved in data quality? Everyone has a role to play in improving data quality, from the frontline staff right up to the industry leaders setting the direction of travel. Without this, people wouldn't trust the data and it would diminish confidence in any decisions made using that data. Leaders have a role in supporting and providing the resources required to ensure the high quality data input and a good internal process to support that reporting and data collection along with any sound investigation skills required for their staff to recognise the key learning from accidents and incidents to prevent future occurrence. It's important to be able to differentiate between changes in safety risk and changes in reporting, and there are historical examples of reporting being suppressed. An example of this is when RSSB led an independent review of safety reporting by Network Rail and its contractors more than a decade ago. It found that initiatives that were put in place by the managers at the time to improve safety and procurement strategies, it was intended to reduce costs and improve efficiency, led to cultural issues and unintended consequences, including the miscategorization of some event reporting. So instances like that could have had serious implications for hazard mitigation measures, so it's reassuring to know that we do carry out checks like that. Shona, could you describe what would happen if we didn't manage SMIS data quality? If we didn't have a program in place, confidence would be lost in SMIS and it would be difficult to gain any valuable insights. We wouldn't be able to up tools like the safety risk model, which is the trusted starting point for any risk assessment in Great Britain's rail, or even the precursor model, which the industry uses for tracking train accident risk. Without any quality data, it would erode trust and would increase challenge from the regulator. So the industry benefit from managing data quality with improved safety and smarter investment decisions and overall cost savings. Trusted data helps prioritise effort and investment for safety improvement, and it can also avoid unnecessary expenditure. For example, the industry has come under pressure over the years to retrofit in-cab equipment and train doors. And SMIS data was used to demonstrate the costs of doing this were grossly disproportionate to any safety benefit, so it avoided tens of millions of pounds of unnecessary expenditure. Well, that's a big payback in terms of avoided cost, but who is it that we have to thank for the biggest contribution to improving SMIS data quality? Well, with 25 years of SMIS in October this year, we should all be proud of what the industry has and will continue to achieve to improve safety. We've put a lot of focus on safety input teams from around the industry, of whom we're very grateful for their continued efforts on SMIS. Their daily contribution towards data input, quality and simplification, which Paul has noted in his podcast, highlight the importance of the role and the dedication to SMIS should not go unnoticed. 
And also a big thanks goes out to frontline and control staff who make the initial report along with investigators who help identify rich causal information to prevent accidents to the traveling public and their colleagues. Without them, we would not have that rich knowledge base to draw upon for intelligence. And we've achieved this over the last 25 years and we'll do so going forward into the next 25. Thank you, Shona, for taking the time to enlighten us on the importance of good data quality and the value that it can deliver. To our listeners, I hope that this will encourage you to think both about the quality and quantity of reports that you make about safety or potential safety incidents. Both have an impact on the data that goes into SMEARS and the usefulness of the information we can get out of it. It only remains for me to thank Shona again and to thank you for listening. Until the next time. Stay safe and stay well.